0: Welcome to the Salvatrice Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. We have a little bit of a breaking news episode here as today officially has when some players in the NFL for the 2020 season upcoming March 16th. We're going to be getting tagged with some, you know, franchise tags, transition tags, whatever else was going to be happening today in preparation for March 18th when free agency will just break loose and surely we'll have more content then. But right now we just got a a blockbuster trade. One that I, I can't remember in a while having something like this. DeAndre Hopkins traded to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson going now to the Texans, a second round pick for this year. And then a 2021 fourth round pick is everything that the Texans are going to acquire. This is huge. This is big when arguably the best wide receiver, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the league. And and you could obviously have your your stances on that. It's it's not a cut and dry answer. There's obviously other great wide receivers and, and plenty of them in the league, but let's just call it a tier one wide receiver in the league, whether he's in there with three other guys or four or two other guys, a tier one wide receiver in the league being traded. 218 now that has a load of weapons, which we'll get to, uh, but being traded with draft capital, of course, involved for a guy who lost his job last year, partially due to injury, partially due to the acquisition out of desperation of Kenyon Drake, who the Cardinals just recently signed to a a $8.5 million deal with a lot of upside to that deal as well for uh, Kenyon Drake, which just indicated that he was the guy they were going to go forward with. A lot of dead weight that was about to happen on this David Johnson contract. So Um, From the Cardinals' perspective, it does not get much better from this. So let's look at it from from Hopkins himself. And I want to look at this from a fantasy football perspective aspect but we'll also be talking about the contracts like we have so if you are brand new to this channel and these types of videos have an opportunity to reach a larger audience a new type of viewing audience please do hit that subscribe button here in the podcast if you're listening on the podcast version or hit the subscribe button here on youtube if you're listening on the podcast version please do also hit that subscribe button you can follow me on these platforms for a bunch of news in terms of nfl free agency in terms of daily fantasy sports and fantasy sports contact so content so deandre Hopkins. My number one receiver in the league in terms of, in my opinion, uh, the most athletically gifted guy in the league, 28 years old in terms of wide receivers, 28 years old. So I, I usually am in favor of, okay, trade away the aging wide receiver that is going to need a a bigger dealer at some point, or just in general is going to slowly become an issue. But you don't trade away based on your situation if it's a good one and you're in a win-now format with a guy who's in the peak and the prime probably of his career, if not right at the tippy top of it in DeAndre Hopkins. You have Deshaun Watson, if you're the Houston, Texas, who just made Bill O'Brien from their coach to their general manager, one of the biggest um, donkeys you can call him in, in terms of coaching and game management and just letting games get away time after time and not knowing how to seal the deal and really coach his way against some of the better coaches. You put him in charge of your organization and this is his first big move. Oof. This is big, first big move. Now, maybe there's some underlying things that I'm not seeing here, but I personally don't get it right off the bat. Again, these things can change if we get more news on the deal itself, but it seems like we have a lot of that news right now. Maybe there's some sort of incentives baked in that I don't know about, but yeah, trading Hopkins, a top tier wide receiver, when you have a win now mindset, and the biggest thing out of all of this is you have Deshaun Watson on his rookie deal. Deshaun Watson on his rookie deal, um, you can see what the Chiefs are about to do and probably build some sort of dynasty with Patrick Mahomes on his rookie deal. When you have a quarterback of this stature, who is one of the better ones in up and coming younger players in the league on a rookie deal, you have so much opportunity to do things with your cap to put more pieces in play and to build a more uh, Super Bowl aspiration type of a team for the Texans themselves. That means their offensive line uh, for the Texans themselves. That means their defense, specifically their secondary at this point, their pass rush is still fine, a fine defensive line. As long as they're healthy, Their receiving core and their offense in general was fine. It was the offensive line. And now you trade away probably one of your most secure things uh, on this team right next to Deshaun Watson. And that is a player in DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. So he's 28 years old. You have Watson on the rookie deal. So that's not great. Um, the championship window is was there for this team. I do believe that. Uh, again, they were just, I mean, a half away with a huge lead to getting to that championship game uh, and really the divisional game and divisional round uh, against the Chiefs when they ended up blowing it. So if we're looking at this from a, a DeAndre Hopkins fallout and what's to be expected, winners and losers from that trade specifically on the Hopkins side of it. Hopkins leaving Houston, what's that going to help? Well, if Will Fuller can finally stay healthy, it's going to help him in a major way. He was not only one healthy last year, a guy running deep routes, but he was a guy running a lot of intermediate routes that looked really good and crisp out there, and he was fantastic. He just couldn't keep the hamstring together. He couldn't keep the lower body stuff together, and that's not great for a speedy wide receiver down the field. You're going to see a lot more opportunities for some of the younger wide receivers on the team. We'll see if Houston does anything in the draft. Qtay was a guy who was splitting a lot of snaps out of the slot last year, also injured often, so we'll see what happens there. Will Fuller and anybody else on the outside that steps into this Hopkins role, where he also did play a decent amount in the slot, will benefit um, from that. Uh, They're going to be the biggest benefits. The biggest losses from the Texans side of this is, without a doubt, going to be Deshaun Watson's upside when you lose a premier wide receiver like this. So the offense in general, the ability to move down the field might be limited here, especially when you're going to be adding in David Johnson snaps. We'll see if that actually hurts this offense, if anything. Um, But I do think that the biggest losers from this are probably going to end up being Deshaun Watson, um, the biggest piece there. I also think that very sneaky for the Texans, Duke Johnson will end up being a guy that you still have Carlos Hyde, you still have Lamar Miller, who missed all of last year. They're going to hit the free agent market. I doubt they're going to get signed at this point, but Duke Johnson is still firmly in place as the running back too. Maybe finally, I doubt it, but maybe that Bill O'Brien's not the coach anymore. And Duke Johnson can finally get freed from being a backup behind really bad running backs. We'll see if he can get freed away from uh, David Johnson. But I do think there's potential, as it seems like there always is for the last two years, for Duke Johnson to have a splash now. Um, With the regards to David Johnson coming into this offense specifically, it's probably just going to hurt Lamar Miller's chances of being re signed by this team. Same thing for Carlos Hyde at this point, as they are free agents. Duke Johnson, once again, on the roster. So. I don't really see the upside in him. David Johnson, 28 years old, but coming off of a lot of injuries. Did not look great last year. Again, he was hurt mid-season, really start to the middle of the season. Lost his job the second half of the year to Kenyon Drake, who again, they just paid eight and a half million dollars. So 28-year-old running back who's owed a good amount of money here. Um, Not somebody that stands out as a flashy name right off the bat with somebody that based on the capital that they just traded uh, right away for him, obviously they got the draft picks as well, but trading away DeAndre Hopkins, you're probably going to use this player and not just ride him as a bench player, but we'll see as camp gets closer, we'll see of the health and the status of David Johnson. The biggest thing I can say for David Johnson last year, you saw the burst, you saw the broken tackles completely drop compared to past years, especially the year that you'll probably never get back at this point based on his age and just where his career seems to be going, that 2016 breakout dominating David Johnson type of a season. So, that's the implications from that side of it. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, what are their implications? Well, un- unleash Kenyon Drake at this point, right? I mean, I know you have some other backs there, some of these second year players coming in in the running back position, but um, Kenyon Drake was already taking on a huge role, especially those last, what, two, three games of the season, just absolutely going beast mode for fantasy playoffs, for fantasy championships. And now you get Kenyon Drake, who was just invested upon himself by this team. That's a good check for him coming off of a strong season. Another good check. And now one of the guys in this two to three headed backfield behind him is going to get shipped out the door. That's another positive. So Kenyon Drake, yes, obviously a huge positive for him when a running back leaves your backfield right after you just got paid. A lot of trust in Kenyon Drake right now, as you probably should from what he did last year, got to escape Adam Gaze, like the uh, Devonte Parkers, like the Ryan Tannehills, all these guys who are getting paid now at this point all got to escape gaze and have strong careers when they left Miami. Yeah. It does seem like he's going to have a big benefit from this. Um, the downsides. So what you're going to get is that some of these younger guys, the second year players and Andy Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson, who didn't get to step on the field all that much on the outside, you're going to see them have less playing time now. So their development might be a little bit skewed when DeAndre Hopkins is about to go to the outside in this offense in Arizona, that was running some of the most plays, getting most some of the most routes for their wide receivers. Three of their wide receivers were in the top four in routes run at the, the quarter and the third way point of the season last season. So a lot of plays coming off. So the upside for DeAndre Tom Hopkins here is huge. I would expect similar target share for him because you're just gonna see more plays run. The downsides are guys, like the younger players, uh, the slot receivers. It's an upside for Christian Kirk in terms of him getting in the slot more. You saw midway through last season, they started taking Christian Kirk and putting him on the outside. The reason why was they just had so many guys banged up out there. They couldn't generate any deep plays for Kyler Murray. Christian Kirk goes out there. He scores three touchdowns in one game, all three on the outside, burns a guy twice, and he looks pretty good on the outside. But the goal for them was to have Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk in the slot and try and spread the field with some other guys downfield. Those other guys were younger receivers and just guys that were not as established in the league. And you didn't see, even though they started attempting a lot of deep passes, not a lot of them complete. With DeAndre Hopkins there now in a second year, Kyler Murray attempting deep passes on the outside with Christian Kirk back in the slot and Larry Fitzgerald, just going to probably round it all up again and get back out there. Um, Your other outside wide receiver is going to be in four wide receiver sets. It'll really depend. You'll probably see some Kirk out there. We'll see who they end up going with. Isabella in his second season, if Keyshawn can make any type of a leap. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. This is a really good offense at this point. The thing that they needed was a field stretcher. It was the air raid offense turned into um, the horizontal offense last year. There were jokes coming out. It was just a, a five yard pass to whichever tight end or whichever Christian Kirk, and rarely any deep passes. Well, we had the deep passes, but any deep completions and big play upside from that regard. Another year of development for Kyler Murray. He is without question, in my opinion, out of this entire deal from a fantasy perspective. Kyler Murray is the one who sees the biggest benefit. You get a premier receiver that not only increases your upside, but your entire offense's upside, which allows you to get closer to the red zone. More red zone attempts for quarterbacks, especially if you're a mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray, and just longer drives and more first downs always accumulates to more fantasy points. It's directly correlated. The more first downs, the more red zone attempts you have, the more fantasy points you're going to have more times than not. So, Kyler Murray is the biggest benefit from this his stock in drafts is going to go up. We're a long way away from there, but it's important just to point out where these are coming from. I'll be having more videos on these types of topics, the trades, a lot of the free agency stuff. I'll probably get on with a couple of guests as well and go over some of those things. But yes, I believe that this helps Kyler Murray the most. I believe it is still fine for DeAndre Hopkins, his target share and his volume. He's seeing so much as a guy who sees a close to a 30% target share in an offense with Deshaun Watson. I do not think that that's going to change all that much based on his talent in this offense because they run so many plays. Yes, they're going to run a ton of plays. So you should still see somewhere around eight to 12, 10, eight to 12 targets a game, honestly. Um, but because they run so many plays, I don't think it automatically impacts Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald all that much, um, compared to what you were used to get now, nine targets per game out of Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk or eight, like you got last year, probably not the case, but I can see you still having those seven or eight for Christian Kirk, those seven or eight or six to eight for Larry Fitzgerald as a third option they didn't throw to running backs all that much at the beginning of the season last year in the midway point. So if that does change, you can start to see some volume going down for the slot guys like Kirk and like Fitzgerald. But overall, I think this is huge for this Arizona offense. I think it's going to be absolutely huge for Kyler Murray. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a slight knockdown to neutral call for Christian Kirk, probably a more more of a knockdown for an aging Larry Fitzgerald. Either way, not a guy I want to look at. Biggest knock will be for those younger second year receivers that are not going to have as much playing time in game time to develop like Keyshawn Johnson, like Andy Isabella would now the Andre Hopkins coming into town and uh, all steam ahead on a guy like Kyler Murray, all full steam ahead as well. on a guy like Kenyon Drake at this point. So yeah, really wild news. Um, this news came out about 10 minutes ago. So I figured I'd I'd shoot a video pretty quick and see if we can get one up there, um, as soon as possible. So let me know what you think about this. Let me know down below. Is there something that I'm missing in this trade that doesn't make it a, a great trade for Arizona? And I mean, depending on what these draft picks turn into, it's really hard to evaluate right now in full. But unless these draft picks, they don't turn into great players. It, it does seem like a bust. So as always, it's hard to evaluate a trade when there's draft capital and a good amount of it, a second and a fourth round pick on the line. Those things can turn into some really great players. It's just hard to really picture that right now with the type of caliber at, at a 28 year old uh, DeAndre Hopkins is. So that's where I'm at. I guess I'll close with just saying that Hopkins coming off of a year that was considered and, and get this considered a bad year for DeAndre Hopkins, a bad year, 104 catchers. 1,165 yards, seven touchdowns in his career, 632 catches, 8,600 yards, 54 touchdowns, um, and just 110 career starts. He's owned $12.5 million this year. That will slightly go up the next two years. He's worth every penny of it, in my opinion. And right now, if I had to pass or, uh, or grade this, it's a huge, huge smash out of the park for this Arizona Cardinals offense moving forward and their team in general. And it's big for Kyler Murray. Let me know what you think down below in the description. Please do hit the subscribe button on either this YouTube channel. If you're here right now and the notification bell for more content like this and more fantasy sports content. And if you're listening on the podcast version, be sure to hit that subscribe button. I'll be sure to interact with any of you in the comments as well as on Twitter, where you can find me at DFS. Thanks for tuning in everybody. I really do appreciate your time in this one. Hope you enjoyed the video and I'll see you in the next one.